You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation on Facebook at hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge or like our page at facebook.com backslash America's Healthcare Challenge. We got a big historical thing that happened this week in the passage of, I guess it's the sixth relief effort, federal relief effort for this COVID-19 pandemic, which is essentially a year old. I feel like it's been one of the longest years ever. And my uh, feed, you know, happened one year ago today was the, I call it the infamous Rudy Gobert incident, which was, uh, he's an NBA player for the uh, Utah Jazz and he touched the microphone and then, you know, kind of batting fun at, at this virus. And then the next thing you know, he got tested positive and the whole NBA season, which I'm a huge fan of the NBA, was getting uh, getting essentially canceled or postponed until the bubble. I'm not going to get into how crazy of a year it's been, but I, I will get into what some people might be calling a crazy piece of legislation. Others are cheering it, and that is the American Rescue Plan. We covered a little bit about a little bit of this in our previous episode. And so we're going to take a little bit closer look because it is now the law of the land. Yesterday afternoon on Thursday, President Oba- President Biden signing this legislation. Uh, American Health Hospital Association had been calling on them to pass this, and they they seem to be pretty happy for most about most of the things in the law. Uh, some of the other industry representatives are pretty happy too because. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit, but the AC, they they expanded the ACA temporarily, something that he promised to do in his campaigns multiple times by providing additional subsidies to individuals who um, uh, to purchase coverage. And again, we've also talked about this uh, the episode before, the last episode, in that they have opened up the health insurance exchanges until May 15th for those to purchase coverage. So some of the highlights, high level, you've probably seen some of these things on the news. We're going to, you know, as far as uh, housing assistance, this law covers, it's just massive. It's $1.9 trillion, one of the largest pieces of legislation that's passed in recent history. It's going to take a long time for us to unravel all of the things in this law to see who's really going to benefit from it, but high level, some of the things related to healthcare, we've got money for rural hospitals. Um, they, they've been hit especially hard. Uh, they also have lower margins because there's not as many patients uh, that they serve and they were already in trouble. We've reported before about how many hospitals are in, especially in rural areas are at risk of closing um, but they asked for a 20% carve out from the provider fund saying more funding was needing it. And they've, they've been requesting this for a while. And, uh, there is about, uh, $8.5 billion in this legislation specifically for rural hospitals. So I think several of them are going to be looking to see how that might impact them. Major ACA expansion. I, hinted at that a little bit ago um, this package builds on the ACA in that it boosts financial aid to Americans to perfor- 
provide coverage. Usually subsidies would be available up to nine and nearly 10% between nine and a half and 10% uh, of your um, I guess modified adjusted gross income, I guess is the actual term that they use. So this is going to expand help to people that make a little bit more than those that would have normally not uh, been able to qualify for subsidies, saying it's going to cost $34.2 billion, but the insurance companies are happy because that's essentially money that's going to go into their pocket in the form of advanced premium payments because the government is basically paying most of the premium for people on on the plan they are expecting this to add more people to the marketplace uh, they're they're expecting 1.7 million people might capitalize on this there's also on the ACA theme one of the biggest pieces in the law was expansion of Medicaid and so they and that was phased out over time but now they have added uh, additional federal funding for state Medicaid programs and um, states will be going through some of this a uh, full coverage for COVID, COBRA premiums if you lost your job you may know what uh, COBRA is not a snake it's a consolidated omnibus budget reconciliation act of 1960 1986 I believe and what that did is it allowed you to stay on a group health plan uh, after employment, but you would essentially pay all of the premiums plus a small administrative fee. And so they can now keep their group health coverage for free through September 30th. That's through a provision that gives businesses tax credits that they can use to keep departing workers covered. So that's a big, big, uh, big change that uh, is out there. So. There's a lot of things to digest with this law. I'll put some of these articles that we're referencing in the show description. Feel free to comment with any questions that you may have. But uh, this is something that we're going to be continuing to cover and talk about in in the future episodes. And um, if you need any help trying to figure out how this might apply to you, uh, we're probably going to be able to help you once we figure it out ourselves similar to how we did with the ACA. All right, the next thing I want to talk about today is hospit- another interesting report that caught my attention on a healthcare dive in hospitals lifting curtain on prices, revealing giant swings in pricing by procedure. Uh, we've reported a couple years ago about how the Trump administration really made a push towards uh, Price transparency, requiring hospitals to pose their price, and we've talked about how things are messed up in this healthcare system because you could be in a room with ten different people, and literally almost every single one of those people would be getting a different price for their procedure based upon their insurance. And so, healthcare dive really crunched a lot of this data, and. This, you know, yeah, this came from 2019, but they found some unbelievable things, especially uh, when it relates to price. So, for example, a joint replacement in California. So, we're in San Francisco here. 
Uh, joint replacement at California Pacific Center can range from $22,865 to $101,571. The same procedure in Chicago at the Northwestern Memorial Hospital, 4613 on the low end, $50,680. $50,680. And in New York, a hip or a knee replacement could be between $14,000 and $45,000 in New York. University of Florida and Gainesville, go Gators if you like them. But why is it that somebody would be paying between $8,114 and $66,734? Now, I don't know if that factors in complications. Or just the price, but the this regional variation in pricing is one of the major problems we have in this country. And so this is a step in the right direction because it's giving people the opportunity to at least understand how mind-boggling these things are and can potentially give employers the opportunity to kind of I guess help choose and educate their employees on places that they can go that that can be, um, you know, aff- more affordable. I hate to use the word affordable because it seems like nothing in healthcare is affordable. But I want to post this link and you can download some of these uh, these findings at these different hospitals. Looks like there's five of them. Last night, the final thing I'm going to talk about today, last night, Joe Biden giving his first, uh, I guess, national address or national primetime address, and he was quick to spike the football on some of the progress that they are making because, as we talked about last week, with the Johnson & Johnson rollout and the the fact that Merck, who is a competitor of Johnson & Johnson, is teaming up to help distribute that, that's really you know, sped things up a little bit, and Biden was quick to remind everybody about that. But here's an interesting article from the Washington Post talking about how some of these things that they're taking credit for were actually carryovers from the previous administration. In, and that's according to former officials in the Trump administration. Biden's overseen significant strides to quest curtail the pandemic according to the Washington Post vaccines have more than doubled and we're we're starting to see things roll out but they've also said that they started from scratch you know with uh, with all of these things and this article really digs into depth about that you know with even people who were involved in the rollout like Operation Warp Speed and other things, talking about how, well, here's somebody, a registered Democrat and pharmaceutical industry veteran who helped lead Operation War Speed, expressed bewilderment about the blame directed by Biden and his top advisors at the early immunization efforts, saying, quote, founding it unwarranted, unwise, and ununderstandable, wondering why they were saying that they started from nothing. And while Trump may have not had a hands-on approach, there were a lot of things 
going on behind the scenes and it's not like there was absolutely nothing happened so i'd like you to check out this story it's this link i'm putting you just from the san francisco gate but it's actually in washington post article and so that's the last of the things that caught my attention this week we're going to have another episode coming up here soon digging in a little bit more into the american rescue plan and we're going to be also reporting on some of the interesting things in technology that we found especially with artificial intelligence coming up in the next show thanks so much for listening well we really appreciate it if you like more content please uh like our pages the facebook page and the youtube channel uh, where we have a little bit more in-depth information about some of the things we're going to be talking about 